two of the Lift Her podcast. Uh, I can't wait to start talking about everything that's been going on since episode <laughs> one. And Nothing's I'm changed. really excited to talk about where we are right now. And I'm the most excited about who Janet and I's guest is, which is me, Becca Boyd. Hi, guys. <laughs> you want to hold the mic? I can yeah, hold the totally. mic. Awesome. So if you skipped episode one and went straight to this episode, I don't blame you. <laughs> I saw part of it. And I didn't this much. <laughs> it was pretty comical. Uh, my cheeks hurt after laughing. No different. So we actually flew, uh, or yeah, we flew in to see Becca and to do to record the podcast. And I was supposed to bring the mixer. No, no. Janet <laughs> was going to bring all of the equipment. And she succeeded at bringing most of the equipment. Oh, you're kind. She did. She did. I brought none of the equipment. I brought my laptop. She brought four microphones for three people. She brought four headphones for three people. She brought three cords that we did need for a device that didn't get brought. But it's okay because I encourage you to go back and watch episode one and you'll understand why this happened. We bought something at Fry's that's going to do the podcasting thing. If you're listening to us, it's working. Yeah. And we're going to go and return it right after this. So it's totally fine. Totally fine. fine. And Jan and I were talking about how it's like handling obstacles. Yeah. Like we're problem solvers, even though we create the problems for ourselves. But more importantly, Becca, tell us about where we're at right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are currently in our storage room. Which is also doubles as Eric's man cave. <laughs> Eric is Becca's husband, if you guys don't know. Yeah. And we are hanging out in this small hot room. I'm confident. So hot. I am confident that everyone watching the show is our close friend, so we didn't need to introduce who Eric was. <laughs> but Touché. that's adorable. <laughs> everyone watching this episode was like, Dodge it. Was probably at their wedding. <laughs> Is possibly better friends with Eric than any of us. So, anyway. <laughs> so, um, it's exciting that Becca is our first guest because, I mean, not only is she our kind of, I mean, you started both of us in CrossFit and you, you were, you're like the epitome of what Lifter is to us. Um, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> you're a competitor. Uh, you're a mom. You're an entrepreneur. You have your own gym. Your manager, your leader, your coach—you're all the things that you know. Katie and I look up to still to this day. Um, so it's really special that you get to—that we get to be here with you. Oh well, thanks, guys. That's really <laughs> yeah. special, and I appreciate you having me on as your first guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of things I wanted to talk about. I mean, I'm sure everyone is curious about your your training because um, you're you've obviously been to the games more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do want to talk about that because I'm sure people want to hear about it. Um, what's different this year? Well, the biggest thing is I have a new coach. Ooh, who could that be? And it's Katie Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also working with a gymnastics coach, uh, Duke Van Fleet, and he has been working on all of that gymnastics stuff that little people are really good at. Or smaller athletes are at. <laughs> um, and it's been a great journey thus far. Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing things that I haven't done in a long time. I am PRing uh, a lot more, which is very exciting. Um, it's invigorating, and I'm a lot more sore. Nice. Well, I think I forget about the sorenesses, but... Uh, <laughs> you just kind of have to I'm let sore it go. Yeah. yeah. So, Katie, what... I guess I'm interviewing you both now. <laughs> what are you doing for Becca that is so different from all the other coaches that she's had? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, for me, it's really fun because we get to, it's an excuse to talk to Becca often. <laughs> we always have all intention of checking in with each other in our lives, uh, being close friends, but I think this year is the most we've ever, since I moved away, the most we've ever clicked and checked in, text calls. Um, fairly regularly we'll go a little bit of length and then we both feel like we need to check in and it's so great when we do but for me um, just when we started entertaining the idea that I might be able to at least start programming for her or you know give her some stuff to fill the void while she starts to look for a coach um, a big thing that I wanted to communicate to her was just that um, 
it's kind of funny, and I don't want to be cheesy, but it really lines up with what our podcast is kind of built on, which is just that I'm on her team no matter what, and mm-hmm. that I love her, and that I'm, I, I will be, I'm going to like tear up, I will be at regionals, I will be at any open workouts, I will be at the games when, in whatever capacity, whether it's cheerleader, you know, hold your jump rope, take you to go to pee break, like, whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I, run. <laughs> totally, it doesn't have to be um, anything anything more than that just being around her is me it, it lifts me up and um so that was a big thing that I wanted her to know that um I already know that she respects me and and my profession as a coach for others and my ability to program I didn't need that validation um so that uh if it ever came a time where it didn't where things just weren't working that she has the free reign to tell me that and if we're still family it doesn't right. that doesn't change you know yeah, I don't yeah. it doesn't feel like oh Becca doesn't love me anymore no she loves me and she's being even so she's able to be honest with me but truly for me sitting down with her and just getting on the same page where I think um she has an intuition with her body uh that she just knows what she needs in her training and she's able to communicate that to me and I do my best to then put that in so that is where I think a lot of top level athletes probably have that and I don't know how many of them listen to it some might just follow a program and put their head down and Becca follows a program very well um it's why she's so successful but she also listens to that voice that says you know it's Sunday morning I need to go on a run or I need to go on a you know go do this or I need more pull-ups so she she listens to that voice and she now speaks it to me and I do my best to put it in and then we communicate from there. So to me, it feels like a collaboration and I get to take a little bit of the programming off her plate, but she still is a part of it. Right. Give us an example of that. Oh, um, oh man, I would say anytime we check in on the phone, I'm, I'm giving her my sort of thought process and then she's giving me where she's at and her, like we just, she just came back, finished the Wadapalooza event, mm-hmm. um, to, to well with her team out there hopefully had some fun too I didn't get to go but it looked like a, always a fun event and um, she learned a lot about things that have been working in her training that helped her and then things that she feels like are a bit of a void so she yeah. literally listed off to me a few things I wrote down some notes um, we put them in some more so now we'll communicate was that enough was it too much <laughs> you know is now is now I'm taking it too far and it's overkill you know I need more pull-ups is definitely one that she's always said so I'm I'll put in pull-ups, and then they're like, okay, well, now now we need to bring in other stuff, too. You know, right. it's a constant balancing act for, I mean, all of us have programmed yeah. workouts, we mm-hmm. all know, so. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's the specifics of it, so. Nope. Oh, <laughs> I was like, do you want this? Oh, I thought she was taking it from you. <laughs> and so, Mike, what, what, what differences have you seen, you know, now having Katie's programming versus all the other programming that you've done before? Yeah, all the other coaches that I've been with are awesome people. Right. Um, I was with Ben Benson <clears throat> at CrossFit Terminus, and he decided that he kind of needed a break, and that's kind of how we decided to venture out and get a new coach. Um, but the biggest thing for me that I like is it's tailored solely to me. Right. No other athlete, and that really is um, – the most refreshing yeah. is I'm really ta- attacking things that I need to attack. And um, the other things that I am decent at, they're still put in there, just not an emphasis like wobbles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did an, a workout earlier, and Beck was like, I need to do D-ball stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it looked awful. I mean, I, I had to do a sandbag, <laughs> but... Yeah. It is awful. Yeah. That's one of those things. That's the one thing as an athlete that I feel like I am better than most. I can identify the things that I need to work on. I can tell Katie to put it in, and then I will literally work on them. Yeah. Um, That's awesome because it. Katie's super creative with yeah. her workouts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm really reluctant, and usually it's like, I don't want to do this, but then, you know, with the strong training partners that I have, they're you know, we all kind of rally against each other on the things that we don't want to do. Right. And it works out great. So yeah. we awesome. torture each other. Can I, can I use that as a segue? Cause yeah. I kind of want to play off of where I know we want to talk a little bit about previous training partners. Cause Jan and I used to be her previous, previous training partners. <laughs> C-spot, C-spot. Yeah, and we want to bring that up, but uh, <laughs> like maybe a way to get there is sort of talk about um, your training partners now. And obviously in specific, you know, dot just trained with us, great friend and training partner, but I want to hear like, 
how you can freaking keep doing it and go to a gym, obviously you create your own gym, and find other strong women that want to train with you and create this environment of competition but camaraderie mm-hmm. where there's no cattiness, there's no like, uh, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's not all sunshines and rainbows, <laughs> but like, right. how, how can you do that? Because Jan and I always talk about it. We can't recreate what no. we once had no. and whatever. We can talk about that the past later, but how do you do it? Uh, well, it's not, like she said, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, I'm not the most graceful loser. (laughs) Something I'm working on. Uh, I really, just people gravitate towards me. You know, Dot was at a different gym, and that gym was closing down, and the owner happened to know me and reached out to me and asked if I would just give her a shot. And he basically said, oh, like, she's super strong. So it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'll give her a chance. Mm -hmm. So I gave her a little bit of an interview, and she interviewed as a coach uh, for me. And then I made her work out with the classes and just see how she interacted with the people. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, she's got potential. And just asked her if she wanted to start training with me, and it kind of went from there. And she was definitely uh, at a more intermediate level at that time. Um, I don't really discriminate who works out with me. You know, I just give people the disclaimer that they should know what they're doing. They should be safe doing it. Um, and I shouldn't have to coach them during my training time. Um, but really if people want to come and train with me, then I'll do the best to guide them so that they're not, you know, not able to walk the next day. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she kept up and, you know, there was definitely times where I was kind of questioning if she was pushing me or challenging me enough, and she stepped up to the plate, and <laughs> now so I want to strangle her most of every other day. <laughs> yeah, what, in what ways are you a sore loser? Like, what what, what, do you, what happens when... Well, in the beginning, when she start, first started coming, I would still be able to stay ahead of her and right. beat her in, like, almost every workout, and then it became a joke, like, one every ten which reminds me of when I trained with Chris Clever, it was like one every 10 I could beat her. Right. And so now it's like one every one workout every day or, you know, dots right there and it's frustrating because I'm not used to it, but it's also very, very uh, refreshing because I know she's pushing me outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing that with the training and the programming, but now I have somebody who is pushing me to, you know, take less breaks and, um, she really motivates me to not lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've definitely recognized that recognize that my mood changes when I lose, and so it's something that I'm aware of. And <laughs> now I'm working on, just, you know, keeping the energy alive and mm-hmm. you know being thankful that she is able to push me in, a, in that capacity. Yeah. So it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something uh, that you guys have both addressed before is failing. And, and, you know, back then I, I remember you had a post that said, you know, every year I, I go to the games and every year that I don't, po- I don't podium, I fail. And, you know, I think that's so, that speaks volumes because although you feel that way, you've been to the games more than anybody. Um, how do you not let that consume you in a negative way? And how does that fear, how do you handle that? I don't, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a failure. It's not where I want to end up, but it's also really, um, motivating. Um, cause it just tells me that I still have somewhere to go. There's Mm -hmm. still growth that I can achieve. And I think that kind of, um, downplays the fact that I have failed and any negativity and don't get me wrong. There's you know, in the open last year, it was the thruster double under workout that really threw me for a loop. It was so frustrating that, you know, even if I worked harder, had a different strategy, the outcome was the same and everyone was still excelled a little bit more than I did. And it took me a couple weeks to kind of take a spin on it and get motivated to work better at double unders and work on transitions and try to work on our thrusters. Um, but you know, it's a work in progress. I have to look at all the positive parts of it and try to find that in every circumstance. And that's what we talk about at the gym. Like Mm -hmm. you might not be able to do something currently, but it doesn't mean if you don't work hard at it, that it won't be there. Um, And you know, to that same message, you can't be mad at it if you're not working on it. And so 
I try to be very real with people, but in a very positive manner. There's yeah. really, we try not to be negative at the gym because um, that doesn't really set people up for success. Yeah. Tell us one of your rules at the gym for not being negative. I already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so the yeah. biggest rule here um, at CrossFit Training Yard is that you are not allowed to say the word can't. You, can, you can't say that you can't do a pull-up. Um, you have to say, I'm currently unable to do a pull-up. Um, in a, in a British accent. Yeah. I am currently unable. <laughs> That's better. That's a more positive spin. But, yeah, that word can't is so... Um, it, it disables people. It really can put a, like, a, I don't know, a crutch or something that yeah. really will limit you far longer than it should and just eliminating that word and becoming more positive will help you um, achieve that goal as long as you're working on it right it's it's mindset yeah oh yeah. absolutely I hate that word yeah I mean there are things that you are physically unable to do and in that instance yeah. you can say I can't do this right. I mean um, but that's few and far between right yeah so speaking of your gym uh, how long have you been open we have been open for three years. Awesome. Yeah. Um, when's your anniversary? Uh, our anniversary is on <laughs> August 1st. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, that's good. Right smack dab in the summer of the <laughs> in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We opened on August 1st, uh, so that means... In 2014, all of July was getting yeah. the gym ready. Oh man, and so hot! It was so hot, yeah. and that's the last thing that I wanted to do in preparation <laughs> for the games. Um, but this is the bigger picture. Yeah, you know the games yeah. will go away eventually, and um, the gym is going to be here, so uh, it does take priority. Right. Um, I want to talk about your coaching style because I mean, you got you both have been. I've never have ever been able to match the coaching level in any other class since. And I feel like it's unfortunate because I like peaked in the beginning. And ever since then, I can't find that coach, you know, to push me the way that you guys have. Um, you guys used to really come up with these creative ideas and warm-ups and, and dress up. And, you know, these, these things I take with me to my classes as well. Do you dress up? I do. You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, like, awesome. Or I'll wear, like, like for Halloween, I had like a Buzz Lightyear onesie yes. and Buzz Lightyear shoes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but you know, so talk about where you guys like. Well, you guys aren't coaching together now. Do you? Right. Is that something you still do in your community? And do you do you take it here at Training Yard? And 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 where does the creativity come from? Uh, long <laughs> nights. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, we we do do that uh, from time to time. It's more of like a holiday type workout or I'll get creative with some of the movements um, and kind of tailor it to that holiday. Um, it's something that continues to uh, kind of manifest from the days that Katie and I co-coached. But uh, it's a little bit less. Uh, we try to make it fun. Halloween, you have to dress up where I have this huge bin of costumes that basically have been acquired <laughs> by Katie and I over the years. And you have to find something to put on. Um, so I stay true to that. Um, but in the long uh, days that we lived together, we would stay up hours upon hours, <laughs> like throwing out keywords for the holiday and just trying to get as Because it's not creative. enough to like dress up. You have no. to rename exercises in the workout to fit what the workout the holidays. I right. mean, I We had shillelagh like, swings or something in the first St. Patrick's yeah. Day. <laughs> We also, when the uh, 405 was closed yes. for road construction, 405 freeway closure, <laughs> it was the biggest deal that was not even a big deal at all. We and dressed up LA as made it construction workers. Yeah, we put on like vests and like hard hat. We had one hard hat and one vest, and we had like cones. Yeah. And we made people like jump on a tire because there's tires on cars. I think that was our only correlation. And then like they had to go lanes. back. They had to go like backwards or yeah. forward. Yeah, we had lanes for the run. What it was it? We like you could only go one way or something yeah, like because yeah. the way the four hundred five closure was like you can't use this side of the freeway. So we're, <laughs> you have to run there, but you have to be on this side. They're like you were, guys are idiots. <laughs> but back then, people loved yeah. that. No, I mean, people, yeah. Sorry. And this was with our beginners class, true. Yeah. That or two. That was that was, and so I think for us, a big part of our beginners class is we wanted to be a teaching class, 
And the, I mean, the first classes I taught were shadowing Becca or co-coaching with her. Like she would say, okay, what, which of these two movements can you handle? Be like, uh, I'll teach the push press. She's like, all right, I'll teach the other one and whatever. So it was like already kind of hand holding me along, but we were only teaching beginners. And then we sort of decided early on that it was, we, we knew it was about community. Right. No one had to tell us. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, you know, let's make it fun. Let's change the warm up to make it fun. And I think two brains are better than one. We came up with some pretty fun things and we've heard some pretty amazing stories from now friends, but at the time clients from Valley CrossFit who were just, um, they, you know, they were like, we, we took your class, we did a free intro on a Saturday morning and we never, we haven't stopped coming since then. Usually yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's very special. It was such a special time and should probably post some pictures of that. I know. I've tried to find some. I can't find all of our I've costume ones. Stuff. Yeah, I found the clown one. I do remember you guys wearing this, like, American flag type, like... <laughs> Literally flags. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, they should probably together post that, because we're probably going to tell us that we're yeah. here. Or, or, or <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> idea for Christmas, we dressed up, and she bought tree skirts to go around the tree, yeah. and we wore them as skirts. Yes, yes, yes. I remember I still that. Have my- <laughs> But not only the like, not only the dressing up and the 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 creative warm ups and stuff, but like you had the ability to really push all everybody in the gym, what, like girls and guys, um, and you just have that presence about you. Um, and I want to show you guys something. Uh, am I gonna cry? <laughs> Maybe I uh, know, not really. So this is she's a folder. Oh my god! In its original folder. What so Becca that? at our gym, oh, we had so many fake. girls, and she was like, "I'm gonna get fifty dollars to the girl who gets her first pull up." And I was like, "Everyone in the gym, all the girls are like trying, like every or the girls who didn't have their pull, uh, their muscle ups." And we, so it was pull up. I'm sorry, up, I'm sorry, it's muscle up. Yeah. And I got, I got it. And not only did she give me the fifty dollars, but she gave me this rad, <laughs> rad certificate. You should yeah. zoom it in. Her. Yeah. And I was cleaning she all my, awesome. my, some, like my folders or something oh, like that. How cute and I are you? It. And she signed it. I know. <laughs> so when you're famous, I'm really like, oh, on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Why isn't that framed? I know, it should That's be. That's hilarious. I should bring that isn't back. Isn't that funny? And That's it says awesome. Quinn, my maiden name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I just, cool. I remember that, and then I remember you videoing it from behind, going, yes, yes! <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's just, like, how, you, it was just so authentic, the, the whole community, and it's hard to recreate that, but, you know, new communities happen, and you have a new family now, and... Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing was that Katie and I didn't just, we weren't just amazing at CrossFit, we worked really hard at CrossFit, and so... Every skill that we learned, we knew everyone else was capable of it, even if they didn't believe it. And I think that was a big part of our coaching, and it's still a big part of our coaching, is that, you know, we're going to push you past what you think you can do. We can look at you as an athlete and tell you, like, okay, you need two and a half more pounds. Like, you need to put two and a half on there, and you don't think you can do it, but I know you can do it. And so I think it's just really not listening to the client 100%. (laughs) And... um, Making people be uncomfortable. Right. You know, that's the, that's the big thing about it is you have to be uncomfortable with this stuff and be okay to fail. And I think, you know, the longer you're in this sport, people forget about that, that failure is part of progress and it's okay to fail, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and at least, at least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> um, so being a gym owner now, um, how, how is that different than just being an employee? Yeah, that's, that's huge. That is the, that's, I mean, it's so different. First of all, you really can't be that pushy. (laughs) You have to strongly suggest something, but if there's a lot of kickback, it's like, okay, that's all right. You mean with clients? With clients. Yeah. You can't be like, well, F you, if you don't want to do that, then you need to leave. It's like, oh, okay, I can't really say that because I really want you to come back the next day. And you don't really, you aren't really aware of that when it's just a class that you're coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the, you know, it doesn't impact the community and the bottom line um, as much, or you're not aware of it. Right. And so that's a big part of it. 
Uh, and you have to kind of hear all the disgusting things. You have to think, you have to hear what's going bad and why someone doesn't like you as a, you know, a gym owner and what you do wrong. And, um, you know, you, there are times where you feel like you are the shittiest person on the planet and you have to be okay with that. And unfortunately, when you're just a coach, you can kind of let that stuff roll off your back and, um, be like, I don't care if that's what you think about X, Y, Z, like I'm going to continue to do it that way. Um, and you really can't do that as a gym owner. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot owning a gym and I have learned that some of the things at my old gym with the old owner of Valley CrossFit, um, I feel bad for him. I want, you know, if I do it here, it's, I really want to say, I'm sorry for some of the things that I did and, um, some of the negative impact that I had on his gym. Because um, I get it now. I understand yeah. how hard it is. And I understand why people withdraw from the community that they built. Um, and, I, you know, it's it's an interesting perspective. Right. But but always having to think about the positive stuff, too, right. definitely helps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you can't get sucked into that stuff. Right. And you do have to be part of the community. And you have to sometimes put on a fake smile. and. Right tell everyone that everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's completely worth it. I absolutely love owning the gym. I love mm-hmm. all the um, aspects of it, positive and negative, and it's a work of progress. And I feel like I'm a better human being for going on this journey, this whole journey of my life, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. If For all the affiliate owners out there or even people thinking about opening an affiliate, what, what's your best advice? Like, What would you do differently? Um, I wouldn't do anything differently. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would say to that person, uh, you're going to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not going to, if you're doing this for money, don't do it. <laughs> right. Go get a nine to five job that pays you benefits and you can literally turn off and not have to worry about it on right. the weekend. I don't think um, I could ever go back to it. Oh, neither <laughs> could I. Neither could I. I don't mind working hard. Right. I don't mind cleaning the bathrooms. Be ready to clean the bathrooms even if you have somebody who's cleaning your facility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gross, but it doesn't matter. Right. You know, uh, if you want your gym to continually be better, you have to continually uh, improve it, whether that's cleaning the bathrooms or updating equipment, but um, it's a continual effort. Yeah. How, how do you instill that continual, continual effort into your staff? That's hard. That's a hard thing. I mm-hmm. try to lead by example um, and try to be the best leader. I fail as much as I succeed on that and every day I try to be a better leader Um, but you really just have to lead from example and hopefully people catch on um, really try to treat them the way you want to be treated and pray (laughs) (laughs) it's tough it's tough you're never gonna find someone who truly uh, treats your gym like it's theirs right it's I mean, we were having this conversation because Katie does a lot of this. She does a lot of seminars. It's good. Coaches are really hard to find. Yeah. Um, and once you find them, you got to hang on to them. Right. But it also takes a lot of work. Um, well, yeah. You have somebody who's really good at coaching and might not be good at other, you know, administrative things. And then you have someone who's really good on the administrative side, but you have to groom them more on the coaching right. side. And so, again, it's just something else to work on. Yeah. So it's and you're still coaching. I am. Yeah, Yeah, I coach about twenty classes a a week. Really? Yeah. And still training. Yep. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh! I thought you were doing like five classes a week. Oh no. Twenty classes a week. Yeah. That's like a full time, another full time. Because I the way I see coaching is not a forty hour like forty hours isn't full time to me. It's like thirty twenty five to thirty hours a full time coach just because. Just be sorry. Just because coaching takes so much effort. Like if you are if you are tired at the end of the day coaching, you're doing it right. Yeah. The video. Oh no. <laughs> if you're tired at the end of the hour, you're doing it right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's exhausting, and you have to literally at the end of the hour, you have to kind of reset and then yeah. turn it back on for yeah. the next class, and so it's. Yeah, it's exhausting, and a lot of people who aren't in it are like, what's the big deal? You coached four hours today, and it's like, 
you don't understand there's so many other aspects yes. to coaching mm -hmm. and you have to make that hour the best for every single person in that class so that they want to come back the next right. day. Right. You know, you have a problem if they don't want to come back or they're really dragging their feet. Right. You know, so. So you're training full time. You own a business. You're a mom. And you are basically coaching full time. And not just regular coaching. You're like an outstanding coach. So how do you, how, where, do you sleep? Yeah, I sleep a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. And yeah. you look great, by the way. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I put makeup on today. <laughs> and the video just died. So yeah. no one will see it. Oh, yeah, the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't put makeup on every day. Yeah. And that's so phenomenal because that's exactly the type of, like, you're not alone in this boat. You know, the makeup boat? No, not the, <laughs> not the makeup boat, but like there are so many women out there doing like a million things at once. And well, not, yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. It's I like, mean, men too, men too. No. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but that's the thing. I right. don't I don't take myself that serious. Like right, yeah, right. I work a job. I have an amazing family that I have to come home to, or I get to come home to. That's, <laughs> that's <a little> <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> um. So it's not, I don't toot my own horn. Yeah, I've had a hard day, but, you know, my sister who works a regular nine-to-five job who has a two-year-old still works her ass off, right. you know, and I respect that, and my members too, like, yeah, I train, and that's something that I get to do, and I'm very excited to do it, but it's not woe is me, and, right. you know, at the end of the day, we're all tired, right? you know, and it's, it's it, you can't discredit one for the other. And so, yeah, I have all these hats, but so do you two. Yeah. And you guys do a lot. And you guys probably don't sleep equally right. as much as I do. And, you know, and that's okay because at a certain point, life slows down or it should slow down. Mm -hmm. And you can say, yeah, like I worked that hard and it was completely worth it. You know, and if you're bored in life, then you need more activities. Right, right. Like go do something that you enjoy or something that challenges you to be a better person. So that's so. What's your daily routine like? Like Monday morning for Becker Boy. Well, Monday morning. <laughs> uh, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I uh, coach the six a.m. class. Uh, so I get to the gym around five fifty. I try to get there earlier, but. 10 minutes is all they get. <laughs> I try real hard. <laughs> I also really like to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so then I'll coach three classes. Uh, about 10 o'clock is when uh, we have a switch and one of my other coaches uh, come in. I kind of hang out until their next class starts. So I'm able to interact with people. Um, if I have body work done, I'll have body work done during that little time uh, that I have until 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, I train from about 1 to 4. Uh, then I coach a few more classes. And then I'm either vacuuming the gym before I leave uh, or, you know, right. tidying up. And then at home to do some programming, cook dinner. Uh, wow. I like to cook, so that's wow. important to me it's to be able to still cook. Yeah. Um, and then I'm in bed about 11.30 if I'm lucky. Wow. And then I start over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tuesdays I get to sleep a little bit more. Um, I try to go hang out with family if I can or help my sister out with my amazing two-year-old nephew. Um, and then on Thursdays are my, like, home duties. So Thursdays I really don't come to the gym unless I absolutely have to. Um, I get to uh, clean the house and I get to do the grocery shopping, which I actually enjoy. Um, I take the dog for a walk. I just do anything that really needs to be taken care of, like household duties, laundry, and all that. Fun right, stuff. one dedicated day. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. I think, and I enjoy it. Everyone is that. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, Eric gets Eric comes to the gym. He does uh, twelve o'clock class during that day, and he does open gym. So I have the house to myself. <laughs> nice, and it's nice to be able yeah. to just be and do whatever yeah. I want, yeah. whether that means empty the dishwasher halfway and then go do something else and come back to it. Um, but no one else is there, and so. It, Blast the music or watch some, uh, have TV in the background, but it's fun. And so Eric recently made the switch to, he left his job and now is running the gym all with you full time. He did. Um, how does he, how does that dynamic work, like working with your spouse? It's really hard. <laughs> or at least it was really hard in the beginning. 
Um, he had a very grown-up job. <laughs> he made very good money, and he was miserable. Mm-hmm. And he was driving about two hours to work at, and two hours home, so in the car for four hours. And then he'd come to the gym, and he'd either be working on some sort of uh, project that needed to be taken care of, whether there's a hole in the wall or he needed to fix anything, um, and then also try to put his training in there as well. Uh, so it was a lot of work, and he was just... It was, it was just miserable. And so, you know, right before regionals in 2017, he decided that it was time for him to make the exit, which was extremely uh, terrifying yeah. to rely on solely on the gym to uh, live. And so that was something that was scary. But then also having him really dial into the back end of the business was um, also really hard because he wanted to make a lot of changes um, to the gym um, on the back end, but that's stuff that I see, and it was hard, you know, to really let him help our gym become a better place. Right. And it has. It has been become a better place. We have so many new updated things that are to the gym that makes our gym a better place for our members. Um, he fixes equipment. We never have anything on the floor that's broken. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he makes sure that as soon as it's, if it, if something does break, he's either fixing it or it gets put back here so that he can take care of it, order the parts, and then it gets back on the floor. So he really prides himself in that. Uh, we replaced the floor. We got a floor scrubber. Wow. So there's Fancy. a lot of things that um, really maybe people don't see, but it really makes us a little bit more proud to come to the gym every day and right. see it's nice and clean. Yeah, yeah we just oh, got yeah. a new wall. Talk about the plex, plexi wall. <laughs> we got an acrylic wall that doubles as a giant dry erase board, but it also is extremely sturdy, and so it will... Um, hold up to a lot more abuse. Our right. wall was not <laughs> built for that uh, before, and so holes were in there. There was a lot of dents and stuff, and so we upgraded to this white acrylic plexiglass, and it's so far amazing. It's only been a week, um, <laughs> and so uh, it really makes the gym look more polished. Um, it cleans up really nice, and it's very durable, so it's really exciting. Pro tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also just got a new bathroom doorknob. That tells I saw you that. that. Okay, but I went in there. Okay, but also it's a little loose because I went to the bathroom and as I was being the door opened. <laughs> oh well, she's just not strong enough. No I'm kidding. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh yeah. god, okay. Well, that's <laughs> good to know. Really I'll bring that up to our uh, maintenance guy. <laughs> so, are there duties that he's just in charge of, and there's a clear separation of what you are in charge of and what he's in charge of, or do you guys step on each other's toes? And oh, we absolutely step on each other's toes <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, we definitely argue on a lot of things uh, that he may see. I really, if something doesn't isn't broken, sometimes I feel like we shouldn't change it. And so right. that's just my, you know, vision that's a little bit not open to um, some new suggestions. And so that's kind of hard. Uh, that's something that I have to work on. Um, but he does all of the office things. He's amazing at it. Mm-hmm. And he will stay up super, super late, uh, 2 or 3 in the morning, wow. to make sure that things get done. Mm-hmm. And I do all the programming. So I make, that's my job. I do the programming. I do the coaching. I make sure um, I will start to be more heavily involved right. in our coaches' development because right. um, that's something that's been, you know, needed yeah. we definitely need to spend a little bit more time with our coaches just to make them better, better coaches yeah. so that people don't um see or don't see my name on the class list and say oh maybe i won't or yeah. so we really want people to no matter who it is just yeah i'm going to class and um sometimes that is missed and right. you know we're all human i know that i'm not the best coach that i want to be and i still need to you know continue my education and take more classes. Uh, I wish there was more time in the day that I can do that because the resources on CrossFit.com is endless. Right. There's so many things that I haven't done yet that I really want to. Um, but yeah, I'm not exactly where I want to be. And I, you know, people say that I'm a great coach, and while I think that I'm decent, I still am not where I want to be. Well, that's and what so makes that's you great. Cool. That's what makes you a great coach because you understand 
that you're always going to want have to keep learning. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and want to keep learning. And that's what makes you, you don't, you're not settling. Mm -hmm. and, and you're always striving to be better yourself so that you, you can apply that to your classes and to your members. Yeah, I mean, I watched, I mean, level one and level two coaches and flow masters, they're so polished and they're right. just, I mean, so it's articulate. just really cool. Yeah, so yeah, articulate. Key. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I really want, I want to be able to do that in many different capacities. Right. And so that's part of the learning process. And yeah. I think that's how we grow as human beings too, yeah. is just never being comfortable with where you're at, always thinking about or, you know, putting into your sites something else that you can go for. Right. And you talked about programming for your gym. Mm -hmm. um, one of my pet peeves is gyms that, do too much and do too much volume and oh is that oh there's a class going on now <laughs> I thought I thought our pie was ready <laughs> the Janet's roast, hungry the roast in them I am hungry starving. we are starving I have not eaten I assumed it was one of my technical difficulties that I had to put on like my jaw dropped and I just stared at this machine that yeah, we bought we're that we're about to return yeah. no don't worry technical difficulties are not the um yeah, and, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and coming from a competitive background, how do you separate that? And and what 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 kind of programming do you think is best for your gym? Well, my for the majority of people at my gym, they don't want to be competitors. They mm -hmm. want CrossFit for the rest of their lives, and this is what they choose for fitness. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to cram in strength every single day. My programming that I do at my gym is a CrossFit the CrossFit way, the CrossFit methodology of all things, you yeah, know, GPP. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and that's what we do. And, uh, it works really well. I've had people come from different gyms who say like, wow, I really thought that the programming was a little bit light, but I can come every day if I want to. Right. And I'm not thrashed and we're not hitting, you know, the same, exercise three times in a week and it's really refreshing that we're able to do that and you know, that's how it should be it right. should be something that people can come to and not feel completely thrashed yes there are going to be days where you know some workouts are a little bit more devastating than others but um, for the most part I want you to be able to come every know, day every single day right. and not feel like you have to force a rest day I still tell people that rest days are important right. I take them myself but that's the CrossFit. Um, we do CrossFit. Right. I tell people exactly. that's what we do. We do CrossFit. So how do you educate your members on that? Because you always get that person walking in saying, that's it? Right. Or, well, sure. You know, I, yeah. I, <laughs> you get this from time to time, and it's one of those things where it's like, listen, what I have on the board is something that I've done, something that I'm going to do. And if you think it's too easy, then you need to go faster. Right. Like an air squat can be really freaking hard. Right. If you go hard enough with the intensity that you need. So um, anything that's on that board, if anyone tells me that it's it was easy, they didn't go hard enough. Exactly. Uh, and so it's just their perspective. And some people, you know, we, we come in contact with that. People want really long workouts. Well, that's not what we're doing. We're not getting you ready for 30 minute workouts every single day. We have to change up the, um, intensity so that you can become more fit. And I think what you do a really great job of, and you always, in my experience, working alongside you as a coach or observing your classes that you've always done. And I know that you continue to do, cause I was just standing in your gym and saw the whiteboard is skill development. Right. Um, you fill the hour beyond the class. So if the class is a five minute workout, the class, the workout is a five minute workout. You're filling the hour long class with other elements that might not even relate. So obviously you're going to warm up their bodies. Obviously you're going to prep them with uh, the skills or the lifts or whatever there may be in the workout, but you're also going to then with your remaining time, you know, you, you write well thought out lesson plans, even if they're not literally physically written every time. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure of your process, but like, I know you, in, in, you know, in the past, you always wrote everything down and you just, you know, how am I going to, what am I going to do the rest of the hour? Well, we haven't worked on Elsits in a while or we haven't, you know, you know, I don't have a ton of people right now that are getting their first muscle up. So the muscle ups are in the workout today. We need to work on some of the technique. So leading up to this class, there's going to be technique work. And then the day of is almost the test. And the people that don't have them don't have them. The people that do, um, do. And today we got to watch one of your coaches, right? Get his first. Is that right? Or is this uh, not? First in like a couple in of a years. Long time. Yeah, in a very in a long, long time. time. So that was like, 
I'm guessing not a fluke. Like he's probably been at least if he's participates in the class workouts regularly. Like it's you build these things in. You don't just expect muscles to occur. Right. Because you have an elite level gym. It's like, no, I have to no. teach these movements and I have to have them frequently programmed in, not just in workouts, but in warm ups, cool downs, cash outs, skills sessions, etc. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I have a list of all, well, almost all of the CrossFit exercises that you can imagine. And we, I make sure that, you know, as I program, I tick off the things that we're doing so that I can see um, any holes that we may be experiencing. Um, I try to go with right now it's the open so we're really focusing on a lot of the movements that we've seen in the past um, and just general movements um, that people need that will get you to a muscle up you know everyone wants a muscle up because they look really cool so how do we get you there and how do we make you better? Uh, we are you a just coach fifty dollars. Yeah, you just give, well, yeah, I haven't <laughs> and done a that certificate. In a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our gym is a coaching gym, and we want to make sure that you are being challenged in the hour, and you're, tr- you know, trying to go for a new PR of something, whether that means that you're doing an L sit for eleven seconds and not ten. Um, but yeah, we try to encompass everything. Um, and sometimes we miss it, and sometimes we hit it right on the, on the <laughs> nose. Um, but, yeah, we definitely try to fill the hour with a well-rounded program. That's great. That's, <laughs> That's great. great. That's great. <laughs> Good job. Let's you're, move on. You're no, just so no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, like Katie and I were talking about how we can just meet. <laughs> Katie and I were just talking about how we can just nerd out on programming oh, yeah. all day or day. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many levels of it. There's a GPP, and then what you're doing with yeah. with Becca. But how, I mean, speak on speak to that. Like, how has programming for Becca made you a better coach and programmer? That's really tough to do. It's um, I mean, I thankfully I can use her as a resource. I don't have to go into it blindly. Like, I get to see her results and her feedback, and to call her up and. <laughs> Yeah, and she also goes and researches like past games workouts or the open, and she'll be like, "Yeah, you're really shitty at this, so we should work on that." <laughs> you know, I think I said a little bit nicer, but yeah, I have an entire folder on my computer that says Becca, and it's inside with her hearts. Of yeah, of course, tons of hearty face emojis. And there's like uh, lace and doilies. <laughs> no, it's it's full of I screenshotted. Um, leaderboards from the open regionals games from years past and just to get a sense I mean I've been watching her her entire athletic career I feel like as a crossfitter so I feel okay I have a pretty good sense but I'm like I don't want to just assume that I know so I went back and I, there were some things that I didn't quite realize you know I'm the fresh the most fresh past regionals were in my mind but then I kind of dug a little deeper and like why why that workout did she not finish in the top 10 and then you know looking at another year and where where did she not finish in the top 10 because She's so consistent from year after year. So it's like even the years she was finishing the top two qualifying spots to go to the games, it's like that's still a year that we can look and learn and see where where could she have um, improved that year and that we can use that information moving forward. Even if that was two or three years ago, like that's still information. Those could be holes that she's filled, but it's also um, it's just more data for, for me, for us. And so then I, and then I relay what I've learned, whether in workouts or in my ideas coming up and then she can kind of give feedback about, yeah, definitely I need that. Or, you know, I feel like we've been covering that pretty good or these feel great. These don't, but, um, yeah, basically and what I do to help track it actually sounds kind of similar to how you make tally marks for your, um, movements that you've covered with Becca specifically, there's a couple of barbell movements that we know we want to hit. We basically, with her, decided she needs every single thing Yeah. every week. Almost, it feels like every single thing is every single day. Mm-hmm. The amount of workouts she does in a day, I'm like, I it, I cringe to look at it. Yeah, today then, was the most working out I've ever done yeah. in And Jan like and I did a years. fraction of and that the was volume. Like a, that was like <laughs> yeah. a light day. And, and, and when was like, this we is scaled it, and I'm like, day. yeah, I'm going to do a light day. <laughs> <laughs> it really Janet and I needed it and no I did no. get on the bike once you guys left yeah no you way I, oh, yeah. I, I was trying to read them and I was like mm, this isn't enough for them and then they're like well we had something we had to make up from Wednesday I was like yeah it was definitely not enough but it was <sighs> I intended like I told her when I got here I was like I didn't write the full day because I didn't know how you guys have been feeling and they're we're thrashed and then we do the four things and they're like, they looked good. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, I was. We, we drove saying, away yeah. to run an errand, and Not, then we went to go buy this sound yeah. thing. <laughs> but we were just saying how like you guys look 
you guys were complaining about how you're erect, but then you guys looked so like polished. Oh my god, I feel awful. Yeah. And like boom, boom, like Whereas snatches. We like, had a rest oh. day yesterday, and. <laughs> But yeah, no, what I do is on the side of the spreadsheet for each week, I have a tally going of specifically gymnastics movements. I, I have a list of the barbell movements. And I basically glance and be like, we did cover this, right? We need it. We didn't cover it. We're going to have it later. But I tally and count reps of every gymnastics movement that we see in the open and regionals. Um, I don't go for the obscure. I don't tally how many pegboard ascents or else right. it pull-ups she's doing those are a little but I, I you know I check chest to bar versus regular pull-up bar muscle up versus ring muscle up. you know hand, how many feet of handstand walking did she get this week and what I told her is what I'm looking at is not necessarily that every single week is more than the week before right that would be that would be hard and on both of us that would be really hard on her It'd be a little bit tough for me and I would start to get a little obsessy about I wouldn't be writing workouts for complementary movements or, or attacking weaknesses, I'd be writing them for the pure sense of volume for volume's sake. And so I didn't want it to be like that, but what I told her is the goal is that across months, we should see a, a gradual increase of everything across the months. So if yeah. you had last month, you got a total of 200 muscle-ups this month, we should see that number go up. Even if it doesn't have to be 300, but right. it should be going up. And yeah. in between now and competition season, we've been seeing that. So. Right. I mean, just talking about your PRs. It's so awesome that you can still PR after all these years. And it Yeah, it's yeah. refreshing. It's really refreshing because at a certain point it's, you know, there you it becomes few and far between and yeah. so you have to change something and get better at other things and uh, really working, you know, on the thruster. Thruster's getting stronger and you know, I'm learning how to actually use my body more efficiently and prolonging the breakdown of movement so that's part of it as well maybe it's not um can i do this um you know better a hundred percent of the time can i do it better for longer and then when form breaks down you know then i can go into something a little bit sloppier but we want to prolong that good form for um a lot longer and that will help performance as well yeah it's almost like competing help you and set you up for even owning your own business. Like you, you come, you tackle it with that same mentality of like, I'm going to try this. And if I fail, then I'll just try to make it better next time. And, yeah. and you know, it doesn't, doesn't, it just refreshing for you because you've been doing CrossFit for so long and, and owning a business is relatively new. So you can yeah. just kind of keep that mindset going and your gym will thrive. That's what we hope for. Yeah. 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 Um, Katie, do you have anything else? We could talk literally for I know. That's days. why I was like, I, we can we talk forever. Talk for we had breakfast gonna, before this. I was going to close it because I know Becca's going to have to go <laughs> yeah, that's because same. we're holding up for time. But I was just yeah. going to say, I'm so glad we got to have you on here. And that um, I'm sure, honestly, if this takes off like we want it to and we interview more people, we'll be back. And we'll be interviewing her again, yes. hopefully, after. Like I feel like we've peaked. Every one of the rest guests are going to be terrible. <laughs> That's false. Uh, I really appreciate being on here, and it was probably the easiest podcast I've ever done. Yeah. Also because you're my very close friends, and so it's just easier to talk. But um, yeah, I had a great time, and I hope to be back, and you all should listen to this podcast. Yeah, Becca said so. So you got to do it. <laughs>